Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a live episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast right here on YouTube. And I am not alone, as you can see if you're watching. I got the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Ty from the In Time Wrestling Podcast in the house. What's up, brother? What is up? Shouts not- to the league. Awesome, awesome to be here. Hell yeah, man. What's up to the league? And Justin, man, thanks for coming on. I don't think we've ever had personal one-on-one time. Bakley might cock block us later. He might come on. But uh, <laughs> but for now, it's you and I, and I think that's that's cool. We're always talking in the league. We talk a lot in the chats and whatnot. We have that time. But one-on-one yeah. time, th- this is cool, man. I-, I like this. I dig it. We just came off a fucking fire-ass banging dynamite, as I like to say. From start to finish, that show hit. You know, everyone's coming at AEW right now because WWE is doing big things. And they're like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Hey, people, I just want you to know, it's all right if both fucking promotions are performing well. Actually, it's better for everybody involved if we're getting five good shows a week from those two companies. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, Justin, what do you think about Dynamite tonight, man? Uh, I I enjoyed it. Like, there was, again, there's things that I wasn't too crazy about, like what happened in the main event. But, you know... I will we can cover that when we get to it, but I, I enjoyed it for the most part. Good man. Yeah, I was I, w- I wasn't planning on doing this or anything like that. But after after the show, I just fucking I was so hyped. Like like it's rare that like something like gets me jumping out of my seat. And I was so hyped when when punk came back. And no surprise, CM Punk fucking came back. And well, that was a surprise, but no surprise why I was excited because CM Punk came back. Like I was jazzed up. If you know me, you know I love CM Punk. I got the tattoo on my arm. If you also know me, you know I love John Moxley. He's my favorite wrestler in the world right now. So this match is fucking a match of epic proportions to me. This is Hogan versus Warrior on all sorts of different levels. Not not quite. Not quite at all. But <laughs> but for what we have right now in AEW, that's about the biggest match that they're, they're able to put on. So, and more importantly, they're two of my favorite guys. And I'll be there live for the show. So, I mean, let's just start. You know how I do things, man. I don't like to fucking run it from start to finish. I like to just talk about the big shit, man. So, let's start with the fucking main event. And then we'll talk about the trios tournament because that's fucking hot. And you talk about Wardlow and FTR and whatever they got going on with this Jay Lethal thing. And where the fuck the tag team champions are. And Rampage is stacked. So, we'll kind of we'll do that as the show goes. But let's start with the main event, man. Uh, John Moxley, Chris Jericho, interim title. JR said it. I don't like this interim thing. Yeah, no one fucking likes this interim thing, JR. I feel you, man. No. It, it's John- not. I, 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 don't, I don't like it. Like, I never liked it from the start. Like, I hated the TNT stuff when they did it. Like, I don't like this at all. Like, it was the, the fact that they kept the title on Punk just to have somebody hold the title so it's on television while Punk's off is just, I don't know, it's such a weak cop-out to me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too big on the, interim, on the interim tag itself. 
I don't mind putting the, the belt on somebody, but they probably should have just stripped Punk, in my opinion. If you're going to go ahead and yes. put the belt on someone else, just strip Punk. And then when Punk comes back, it's not like he's not going to come right away and say, hey, I never lost that belt. Give me a fucking shot. You could have ran the exact mm-hmm. same angle that they ran tonight, actually. Punk comes out for the hot save, and then, boom, you have the match. Mox is champion. Punk goes, I want my belt in Chicago. Let's fucking go. But you said you had some thoughts on the main event. Moxley went over Jericho, as everyone knew. It was the Lionheart, Chris Jericho. I saw on Twitter, and I agree. Um, he keeps calling himself the last student of the Stu Hart dungeon. Obviously, mm-hmm. that was Tyson, that was Tyson Kidd. So I don't know why that, that reference keeps being said about Jericho. Uh, but what do you think about his look tonight and in the match itself? And, and what was what were your opinions on it? I mean, so when he broke out the Lionheart stuff, I'm like, it's over. Like, Jericho, I'm not crazy for Chris Jericho right now. Like, I'm not. Like, Jericho to me, just watching him every week, no matter who the hell he's against, it's just Jericho putting himself over every time. So to me, I'm just like, I don't want to see Chris Jericho anymore. I don't care what he does. I don't care if he's digging in his past and bringing out old Chris Jericho's. I don't care if he's breaking out Painmaker at this point. Like Chris Jericho to me just doesn't interest me in the slightest. And Jericho Appreciation Society doesn't do it either. Like this whole Jericho loses a faction just to make another faction thing is just is what it is at this point. Yeah, man. So I thought, I thought the match itself was fine. It's so hard for me to get into big matches on TV when they go to picture and picture the way they do. Um, I think there was a spot where, you know, I I think the specific phrase was, uh, I remember it looks like Moxley might tap, but don't worry folks. It'll be over in picture and picture. I'm like, yo, if it looks like Moxley's going to, Picture in picture, people have been pissed. Yeah, that's only happened. I think it happened one time in an Orange Cassidy match. He rolled up. I don't remember who he rolled up, but he rolled up someone and he got the win. I think it was like it was Jack Evans. That's what it was. I think he beat Jack Evans during a picture in picture thing, and everyone rioted. But oh my god, people would riot. And how how are you going to say, oh Moxley might tap? But we're going to picture in picture, folks. I mean, (laughs) you know, that was wrong time for that. Wrong, bad, bad timing, bad saying. I love Excalibur, but yeah, that that was bad. But what are you going to do when you're actually going to picture in picture? You got to call it. Um, <laughs> I thought the match itself was fine. It is what it is. I knew Max was going to win. There was no way in hell that Jericho was winning. I I, I knew that either it was going to be Cunning coming back to wrestle Mox, or it was going to be Punk. I was hoping in Chicago they just ran Forbidden Door. Punk wasn't there. I didn't think there was any way that he was going to let a foot injury keep him out of missing all out. So. I was hoping Kenny would just be doing a singles match or maybe this trios thing now, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But after the match, Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, Guevara and Hager came out to jump Mox, and I'm just like, fuck this, dude. Not this shit again. And, you know, um, Claudio came out, and Wheeler came out, and, like, Ortiz and Kingston are just, like, honorary BCC at this point. Like, every time something goes down, Ortiz is the fucking first person out there which I, I love, like, I love Ortiz, I love Santana, obviously, you know, Santana ain't there, but I love seeing Ortiz doing his thing, um, they're out there, and then the rest of JS comes out, and then you're, I'm like, all right, someone's coming for the save, I'm like, is it, is it, boom, <laughs> fucking cult of personality, has, I mark out, I'm jumping up and down, because I want to see this match, I want to see this match so bad, dude, I, uh, I, I talked about this, I was on Good Cop, Bad Cop the other day, 
baseball though with Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to him. And we were talking about how Chicago sports are pretty miserable. So getting to actually go see a CM Punk match live in person, like with that crowd in the atmosphere, is like going to a sports game. And the majority of times he wins. And even when he lost to MJF that time on Dynamite, that was fucking cool how they went about it. But the atmosphere the whole time going, like rooting for CM Punk was badass. So I personally wanted to see it. But I'm pumped for this match, dude. I'm going to be rooting for C- Oh, God. See, it hurts my insides to say, but I'll be obviously cheering for CM Punk. It'd be like fucking impossible for me not to. Um, but I might slip a let's go Moxley in there too because, you know, it's going to be back and forth Punk and Moxley chance. Um, what do you think about this match? What are your thoughts on Punk versus Moxley? I just, I have zero interest. Like, wow. It, it's so, I'm serious. Like, I, I love Moxley. I'm not a Punk fan anymore. It's been a long time since I've been a CM Punk fan. Like, I fell off the Punk bandwagon. I I love Mox, but, like, everything from here on out is easily predictable at this point. Like, there is absolutely no way CM Punk is losing this. Tony Khan's going to get what he wants at the end of this with Punk holding two titles. It's just, I, 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 I lost my Punk fandom after when he left and, and and just never came back. I I I love Mox, but it's like he's just doing nothing really right now. And it's like he's literally just holding this title and keeping it warm for CM Punk. That's all I kept saying every time is he's just holding this title and keeping it warm for Punk until Punk comes back. Because as soon as Punk comes back, he's getting it. It's like they they can't convince me any otherwise that nothing else is going to happen. Like I'm just, there's no interest in, in it from on my end. And I, even if I'm the only one that doesn't really have an interest in it, like I'm fine with it. Like it, I'm just, I, I'm not, I just don't have any interest in it like at all. Yeah. And that's fine. Your opinion is your opinion for sure. And and I dig that. I mean, I could see how, how you can think Moxley's a little boring right now. I mean, every match I'm not going to say is the same, but it, it, it is. He's bleeding right away. So I get how that, that does annoy and that, that frustrates people. Obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm with Moxley thick and thin. Like, I'm a shield junkie, dude. I'm a shield mark. So those three guys can do and do wrong, no wrong. They're the best three wrestlers in the world to me. But, like, Moxley – and I, I, I respect Moxley for what he does in the indies and how he does what he does in GCW and goes to other little indie venues and with still being the top guy in AEW. Like, I respect what he does. Like, I respect his love for wrestling. But, yeah, dude, bro, you don't got to bleed every match for sure. Um, You, you don't have oh, to hell. do that. You don't have to do that at he's all. Turning these, like, he's turning these, like, basic matches into, like, this, like, like it's turning into, like, some kind of, like, long-winded blood feud because he's like, I got to bleed in this match. And I'm like, no, you don't. Don't like you're facing right. like when he faced Takeshita, like immediately he just starts bleeding, and I'm like, Stop, what is this? And that match was a banger, but there was absolutely no reason for the blood, absolutely no yeah. reason for it. it but Roosh match, same thing. Like, I was like, Come on, why the match was fantastic, but you get these like stupid little smudges on it with like Moxley deciding to bleed for no reason. Like he's had this right. blood feud with Roosh for years. It's like, come on, stop. Right. And that's why I think blood should be saved for special matches. Even like this match tonight, you know that Moxley and Jericho have history. So like hadn't Moxley mm-hmm. not bled in his past four matches, like sure. The fucking um, war games match they did or whatever the fuck they called it. 
he bleeds in that. That's fine. But you don't need to bleed, like you said, in those simple matches like with Roosh and Takeshka. Those matches were mm-hmm. fucking bangers, dude. They could have just been wrestling matches, though. They just could have they could have just been banging re- banging wrestling matches without the blood. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that I'll nitpick. I still think that he's fantastic what he does. I like how he's incorporated all these different submissions into his game. Um, and he's he's definitely one of the best in the world. I what do you think? Do you think that they he needed or they actually needed to put a title on anybody? Do you think that they could have just let Punk hold the belt and did like on screen angles without wrestling? Or do you think that they should have stripped him and put the belt on someone else? I think they should have stripped him because if he wasn't going to be on television, there was no point in keeping the title on him. Like he wasn't coming out and at least like cutting promos until he was better or like or anything. No, he was just sitting at home while he was holding the title and they just gave a title to Moxley to go, well, at least we got the title on television. Like it's just, it, it just felt so, I don't know, disappointing. And I just, I wasn't for it. I was, I hated it immediately when they said he, they weren't stripping punk of the title. I go, but he's not able to compete. Why are you keeping the title on him? And like, this just shows to me so much, favoritism for CM Punk that I just, I can't, I, I, it pushes me further away from being a fan of Punk. I don't like Punk because of the fact, like, he shit all over the business for years, and it's like, well, why do I, why should I give a fuck if you ever do come back? Because you're making it seem like you don't give a fuck about it, and now you're back, and it's like, well, cool, should I give a shit? No, not really. You haven't given me a reason to give a shit. Like, I'm just... That's my interest with Punk. It's just not there anymore. Yeah, I, I understand. And I think that's why he, you know, coming back to AEW did set him apart. If he went back to WWE after all those years, that would have been one thing. Obviously, I think going back to AEW did make that a little bit different since it's a different promotion, different ownership. Uh, and then he wrestled all those jobbers, which to me, I thought was a bad thing. But I thought that was him trying to, like, give back before he became a top guy. But I think they should have just fucking put him as a top guy. I don't think there's any reason that he should have been fucking pussyfooting around with guys like QT Marshall and shit. But I still, you know, think, I still think Tony was trying to put wanted to put that world title on him as soon as possible. But he knew that there would have been some kind of crazy backlash. Like, really, you're gonna put the title on Punk already? Like, we get it. All right, we all like. There's people out there that love Punk, but putting the world title on him that quick would have been a riot immediately from some, but like from the freaking IWC and it had been like nuts. But like, it's like he, he wanted the quickest way. Cause it's like, you know how they don't freaking barely follow the rankings. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. And this was the one time where they were like, we're going to follow the rankings to the T so we can get CM Punk as many wins as possible. Just so we're not making it obvious that we want him in the title picture immediately. And it's like, fuck, come on guys. Yeah, man. No, I hate it. I hate the rankings. I if there's one thing about AEW that uh, get rid of right away, it's the rankings. There's no point, especially yeah. when you're showing four because there's two interim or an interim and a champion. When you're showing four singles champions and then listing five names underneath, that's fucking silly, yeah. dude. There's no reason. At least like if they had like different brackets, like if you saw like a uh, Ricky Starks in the TNT rankings, and then you had like mm-hmm. Mox and hangman miro whatever how they want to distinguish it that would be one thing but just seeing like punk mox pack 
Wardlow and then like Jay Lethal. That shit, we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's let's move on from this. Or actually, before we do, if Punk turned heel, would that interest you a little bit more? I don't even think that would have done it. Like um, my interest in Punk just doesn't exist. It's tough. Like I, I don't know how. I don't know what it's gonna take for me to get back to see it to like and see him Punk. But just I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that just doesn't do it for me. Like he could turn heel, probably wouldn't do it for me. Him as Got a baby it. face doesn't do it for me. So it's like, I don't know. He kind of fucked my fandom for him a lot. I got it. Yeah, first term in. Cool. Well, let's move on then. There's something big that happened tonight. They announced the trios tournament. This is hot. This is very exciting. So we'll get oh, in. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll get in. We'll get into the bracket for sure. But let's talk about something that happened within the trios tournament. Everybody was anticipating over the last couple of weeks, that the Hung Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and the Young Bucks would get back together. Last week on Dynamite, Hangman saved uh, the Young Bucks from the attack of Adam, the Undisputed Elite. I don't know what they're going to call themselves now. But the Undisputed Era, I guess I'll call them, because that's what the three of them are, um, I guess, because you had the Elite, whatever. But Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, they made the big save tonight. The Young Bucks went backstage into dark, the Dark Order locker room with Hangman Page. That, that felt awkward to me. That felt tense as that conversation was going down. They asked Hangman to be the, their partner. He said no. He said to ask someone who's never turned their back on them, which basically could really only lead to one man and one man only. Justin, mm-hmm. thought, thoughts on the segment? Thoughts on Hangman not being the partner potentially? Um, what you got? I was actually shocked because I honestly thought they were going to convince him somehow to join him. But it's like, I still think he's going to. I think they're just going to play like play off this whole thing of Hangman doesn't want to. Like, maybe the Bucks will go into it two on three and then Hangman will go, oh, shit, maybe I should go and help them or something like that. Like, it would just be it would be interesting to watch him. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Hangman realigning with the Bucks for some reason has me amped. And I don't know what it is about it, but I can't wait. I want to see it happen. There's something about it that has me really ready to see it. And it's like, I don't know. Like, this could be the thing to get me back into the Bucks because, like, their characters, like, on TV were atrocious. Like, I hated the Young Bucks for the longest time. I used to love the Young Bucks like crazy. But when they were on television and AEW, couldn't stand to say, I couldn't stand to watch them, couldn't stand to listen to them. But it's like now they're starting to like, now that the the elite seems to kind of be disintegrated a little bit. You know, Kenny's not around. Cole and Red Dragon are out now. Like, it almost feels like they're on their own, like without the elite. So it's like seeing somebody that they consider close friend to them and saying, Hey, maybe you should come back to us. Like we're really needing you right now. There's something interesting about it. Like I cannot wait to see it. And I think that they're going to lead on this whole hangman's not going to join immediately, but he's going to see that the bucks need him and he's going to eventually go in there. But if not, we're just going to get Kenny. But like, if eventually, if it's going to lead to a Cole and Red Dragon, Bucks and Kenny match, like, I can't wait to see that craziness. 
Yeah, man. I, I'm very excited for that. It, I'm excited because it can go a variety of different ways. I thought they were just going to have the hangman thing and that's it. I thought that they could also do a slow build like you suggested, but the match is next week. And and let's let's talk about that. We got the Young Bucks and a mystery partner taking on Andrade, El Idolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. L-I-F. Dude, what do you God. think about this match, man? I mean... The tag tag match on Dynamite tonight was fire, and we could talk about that in a little bit because I want to get your thoughts on the fact that these guys continually rip off Penta and Phoenix's mask. Like, that's crazy. It's like every, it's like Mox, it's like Moxley bleeding. These guys are getting their masks pulled off like every fucking mask or every fucking match. Mm -hmm. But uh, what what do you think about this match? So it's it's next week. So we don't have any time to slow build to this. So do you think it starts the show and, Kenny just comes out. Do you think it's like a NWO thing where it's three on two and then Hangman eventually comes out? The Bucks are getting beat down and beat down. They keep kicking out. They keep kicking out. And then boom, mm-hmm. hang, Hangman comes out for the for the save. And, and then you're marking out. That's like your moment, how I felt tonight. Because then you're getting them back together. Or do you think mm-hmm. that, that it's a Kenny Omega entrance and they fucking realign themselves together? I would say if it's not, if Kenny doesn't show up immediately, like if they come out and they don't have Kenny with them, we're going to get this like slow build during the match where they're going to go two on three. They have nobody because there is no way they're picking fucking Brandon Cutler to team up with them. Absolutely not. Like they're going to go in two against three against this and they're going to be fighting their asses off and literally look like they're on the verge of losing. And that's when you just get Hangman running out. You get the hot tag. Crowd goes fucking ape shit for Hangman. And just, they, it, it's going to be a great, like, build. It's like I said, slow build. Just slow build it. Have him, t- like, go, oh, my God, I need to help them. And then he's just aligned with them. And it's like, they start to get closer again. And it would just be fantastic yeah i love that man and in this match whoever they have uh, you know lfi man la faction in bernole that faction having dragon lee there and having this official trio together i'm fucking so excited for having andrade actually have a role his first nine months in the company i know i guess he was injured for a little bit so i'll take a little bit just a little bit of the heat off because fucking that andrade hardy bullshit still pisses me off but this finally gives Andrade something relevant to do, and I love seeing these guys, three guys together. That Roosh Dragon Lee match at Death Before Dishonor was oh arguably God. the match the match of the night, and then what Roosh put on with Moxley right after that, another banger. And then again tonight in the tag team match. So seeing what what these guys can do together is going to be so much fun. This match is going to bang. I'm going to predict that it's going to end up being. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hope, I'm gonna hope it's that the young bucks are gonna get beat down, and then it's gonna be Hangman who's gonna make the save. I think mm-hmm. for some wacky way though, it's gonna end up being the Kenny Omega, but I, I think that they want to keep Kenny away from Will Ospreay until they have a big one on one match. Because if you look yeah. at the other, who's who's winning this match? Whoever the Bucks are are partnered with, correct? Is that is that your opinion? Yeah, I think Bucks and. And I'm 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 assuming Hangman are going to end up winning this. Okay, so you got Bucks and Hangman, and I'm going to go with 
I'm going to take Bucks and Hangman too because I don't think that they're going to I don't think that they're going to put together Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay yet. So you got that fucking this match, dude. You got Will Ospreay and Aussie Open again. The United Empire taking on Death Triangle, fucking Phoenix and Pentagon. I mean, that's banger of a match. You're going to see Pack and Osprey together. Come on, man. Justin, talk to me about this one. I I am so that's the one. As soon as I saw that matchup, I was like, I cannot wait to watch that. That is Death Triangle and freaking United Empire. That is nuts. Like Osprey and Pack, Osprey and freaking Phoenix, Osprey and Penta. You know, like just a one-on-one gets me amped to want to see that. But they're going to be in this tag match with the rest of Aussie Open as well. Like they're fantastic like i cannot wait to watch that match when it happens my one thing is if it does end up being kenny i think osprey and aussie open are gonna lose just to keep them apart just to keep them apart because i don't think you don't need to tease you don't even need to tease osprey and omega there's no need to tease it by putting them in the match together let me ask you a question last time we seen osprey and aussie open together they lost the match to Trent FTR on Rampage. So I don't know why I'm sitting here assuming that they're just going to go over fucking Death Triangle. Who You think Death Triangle wins this match then? That would make a lot more if, sense. I think if Kenny wins, I think if it's Kenny, I think Death Triangle wins because, again, you keep Osprey and Kenny away from each other. You don't immediately, you don't have to tease that match. Everybody wants to see that match. You don't need to tease it even more like just keep everyone's freaking on the edge of their seat going. I can't wait to watch Kenny, you know, and Osprey. I can't wait to watch Kenny and Osprey. I think you have death triangle go over if it's Kenny, but if it's hangman, then you can have Osprey and Aussie open win. Got it. Yeah, no, that makes a ton of sense. I'm going to stick with the hangman and I'm going to stick with giving Osprey a win. And I think that uh, he's going to, and probably Phoenix in the match, but I'd like to see something get set up with Osprey and Pack down the road too. I'd love to see that one on one. I think that one will fucking bang. Let's take a look at the other side of the bracket, though. I'm a little disappointed with this side. I think they could have done a little bit better, but I guess it's hard to put together fucking three teams or eight teams of three, 24 guys. You got, we'll start with this one. Pretty lackluster match. This, they've been uh, started this feud on Dark. Best friends in the Trustbusters. Trustbusters are. Uh, Arya Davari he used to be in WWE. You got Parker Boudreaux, former WWE. Um, Harland, fucking stupid. This yeah. guy looks like a beast, though, so he looks good. And I'm going to be honest with you. It sounds bad. I couldn't fucking tell you who the third guy is, a uh, little short guy. But Slim J. There you go. Slim J. Justin, talk about the match, man. I got best friends, obviously. I don't think there's any question here. What Who you got here, Justin? Uh, I think it's best friends. I don't. Uh, Trustbusters, I I like the the trio, like because after seeing, like I haven't been a crazy fan of Arya Davari or Ari Davari as he is now beforehand, but like after seeing him on ROH, like during the during Death Before Dishonor, I thought it was I thought he was great. Him and Slim J was actually really interesting team together, and now they have Parker with them. I like that they have this big muscle now with him, this scary dominant threat in Parker there with them. I like the trio. I do, but it's just like, it's best friends. They are, they are the, they've been a trio forever. 
there's no way in hell they're losing to a just recently made trio. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Plus, you always want to give Orange Cassidy the rub. He's a great hand, perfect mid-card talent there. And I agree with what you said. I think the Trust Busters are a good uh, low-card, young trio, uh, similar to, I mean, they're not young with, with the ass boys. You have Billy there. But similar to what they were doing, they kind of could take their place. Um, I like what we saw with Stoke, Stokely Hathaway in, in the gun club, too. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Uh, big sexy Matt Tract, uh, thanks for joining us. He says, Kenny better not come back now if he didn't come back for Forbidden Door. It could just be that Kenny wasn't healthy yet for Forbidden Door. It's been, you know, that'll be four four months later. His body could have healed up. I get if if he comes back in the in, in the sixth man, I think Hangman makes a lot more sense. I, I can see Kenny coming back for like a simple one-on-one match with who, I, I don't know, but I think that would be a more appropriate route if Hangman had had that, but I, I agree. I don't think I think with Punk coming back tonight, I don't think they they need Kenny back for all out. What do you think about that, Justin? Yeah, no, Kenny more than likely when he comes back will be sometime after Punk wins. Like I more than likely believe Punk's winning it all out. Kenny will be back by like after that. We're gonna slowly build towards Punk and Kenny. Punkin Danielson, like it's yeah. gonna start building up a lot of shit right now after Punk wins. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree for sure. All right, so we both got the best friends over on the side, and then they mm-hmm. go to the semifinals. Uh, this matchup's intriguing. Like we talked about a little bit ago, uh, Paige and Young Bucks are in front of Dark Order. Dark Order said that this trio, or well, Paige said it basically for them that this trio tournament's all about the Dark Order. He's gonna be in their corner, rooting them on. They're wrestling the House of Black, which interests me. I'm all for it, and they're a great trio. They're fucking nasty. Brody King looked so sick with his face paint and his blood tonight. That was fucking nasty. Um, but I don't. I, they got a feud going. They got something going with Miro. They got something going with Sting, Darby. Now they're going to be in this. I can't see them losing to the Dark Order. C- can you? The crazy thing is you get a story out of it if Dark Order wins. Because if you have Hangman and the Bucks go all the way to the finals and they face Dark Order, look at that story you have there. You have them going, but you said you'd be with us. But Hangman's like, but I, they needed my help. I love you guys, but I, I had to come and help them. Like The story told in that match as a final would be big. <laughs> Stop jobbing out House of Black. What is this, the judgment? Day? I agree with that. I'm disappointed <laughs> they, they haven't done shit with House of Black, and that makes me disappointed, like, majorly, because I love that fucking faction so much. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. They could be doing so much more, and that's why I'm saying, though, they're engulfed, you know, with all of these different feuds right now. Them being in this is interesting, because I would think that they'd automatically go over Dark Order and then, you know, go on because they're the best team. But like you just said, that's a fucking story right right there. Um, It's sad, too, because it makes Hangman kind of feel like the villain. And then Dark Order could eventually turn heel and maybe put some fucking life back into Mm -hmm. them because they felt dead for a while. So are you going with the Dark Order is going to go over House of Black then? I do. I think Dark Order goes over because just picture it being Hangman and John Silver being the last person in the ring and Hangman hesitating to hit that buckshot going. 
just questioning, do I do it? That's going to hit so many fucking people in the feels immediately watching that to the point where he'll just probably start bawling his eyes out. Then he just hits the flip, hits the lariat. People will just fucking be in tears watching that. Like, I would love it. The story, I told the story between that matchup as a final will do it. Fuck, dude. Damn, man. That hits. Yeah, that definitely hits the feels. Uh, Matt Track, Dark Order sucks. They're pointless since Brody died. I mean, they were relevant for a little bit. They were good with Hangman, but there's for like the last, I, I don't know, like six months, they've been pretty irrelevant. Now they're down to like five guys. Anna Jay is gone. I mean, they they're only down got, two. They're down to four. They have four it? left. Who do they got? Ten. John Silver, Alex Reynolds, ten, and Evil Uno. Actually, no, five in Colt Cabana. And, and Boom Boom's really there because he's doing the ROH thing, so you're not going to see yeah. him too much with them. Yeah, so maybe maybe we do see that. Maybe we see a heel turn. It would be, and it would have to be like Miro costing the House of Black or Sting costing them, which would make a lot of sense because, like we said, they have these other feuds going on. So, yeah, I, I could see that. So then you, I assume you got Dark Order going over the best friends. I do. I do. I think they beat best friends. I think they're going to be the sleeper team in this whole entire tournament to make it to the final is Dark Order. Damn, dude, you're talking me into this, man. I, yeah, I was kind of starting to think we're going to get Bucks and Hangman against House of Black, and that'd be nasty. But I'm going to go with Dark Order myself. I think Dark Order is going to go over the house, and I think Dark Order is then going to go over the best friends. And then, yeah, Young Bucks and Hangman, because they're going to tell that story the way we kind of booked it out against uh, mm-hmm. LFI. And then I do like I do like Will Ospreay and United Empire to go to win there, and then Bucks and Hangman over them. And then, obviously, mm-hmm. Bucks and Hangman win the belts. You two? Mm-hmm. Easily. Yeah. And then we get the feud with uh, Cole and Red Dragon coming up into full gear. God, that's going to be nuts. And potentially Punk and Brian or Punk and Kenny, which would be, you know, you get Punk and Kenny, and then you get that six-man. Then that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But- but yeah, man, that tournament bracket was cool. Really quickly, a couple things um, within this we can talk about that tag team match um, tonight with LFI and and uh, Death Triangle. I thought that was a fantastic tag match. There was a bunch of awesome spots in there. What did you think about the match? And then what do you think about the masks always coming off? Because it bothers me. I feel like we, we continually see Penta and Phoenix's face. Like, granted, you know, they cover it up quickly. And that's fine. If that's what the story they want to tell, then that's the story they want to tell. Who am I? But I like I compared it to Mox and the bleeding. Like, if you do it every match and you're tying their, mas- their, their masks to ropes every match um, and such things like that, like every big feud, it, it takes the allure away from it. What do you think? The, the story of the whole we're going to take your mask thing has been so played out by so many, even from WWE standards, like just having them constantly do this whole, every time a luchador feuds with somebody with a mask, it always has to result in their mask getting ripped off. And it's like, can we do something different besides just the mask thing all the time? But I like this one during this tag match where Penta literally just sacrifices unmasking himself to break up the pin, I thought that was awesome. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Like, this tag match was fantastic. I enjoyed the hell out of it. 
Again, I am I like I Andrade to me hasn't really done shit since coming here, but watching him back with Roosh, like him with Roosh, it makes it so much better because I fucking love Roosh. Guy is fantastic. So seeing him with Andrade has kind of got me back into liking Andrade because it's like that's the guy that you should be watching there. He's so freaking good when he wants to be. Like I to me, like sometimes he does come off like he's got a big ass ego. But he's great when he can be. And him with Roosh is a fantastic pairing. Like the like I know they're I think they're related to each other. So having them together again, it's like the Angel Garza and Humberto thing in WWE, how they're cousins and you pair them together. I thought that was perfect. So you put Roosh and Andrade together, fantastic. Yes, and just like Angel and Humberto, which is something that my guy, Big Sexy, has comments on the screen. I'll read it really quick. If House of Black loses the Dark Order because Miro costs them, which will make it acceptable, I agree. That'll be the reason. I don't know if we're going to get a six-man with Miro um, and Sting and Darby or we're just going to get Miro versus Black. I'm hoping Miro versus Black is the way that they go there. But... But yeah, Justin, as far as what you're talking about, Roosh to me is incredible. Everything I've seen from him, he is so good. He is big, strong, fluid. He moves so well. And yeah, Andrade, especially in his bulkier state, those two guys together look like the real fucking deal. And Dragon Lee is really good too. So having the three of them together really bolsters the roster, but it's just a matter of what they do. I think, I, you know, they'll be involved in, in the trios mix, obviously. I, I think that they, they need to fuck what they need to do is they need to get some more people back in the tag team title scene because that's non-existent right now. I can't think of anyone to wrestle Keith Lee and Swerve right now for those tag belts. It's like they took away all the good the good tag teams and you know they put them in the trios tournament, which I'm fine with. And you still have time. Say um, LFI loses and Death Triangle loses, you might be able to triple threat that up you know, and build that feud around the tag team titles that, you know, that's something that you can do. But in general, I thought that they should have waited on the Ricky Sarks and Hobbs breakup. And I thought that they, they should have kept them as a tag team because they had swerve in our glories. <laughs> Fuck. That always makes me laugh. It reminds me of these guys. <laughs> swerve in our glory. But they had, fucking, <laughs> they had, uh, shout out to the league. They had fucking swerve in our. They had swerve in our glorious fucking number. They did, man. They got singles wins. They got a tag team win over them. So naturally, that I thought that would have been the last way to go. So cool, Lee, and do it in ta- and do it in like a ladder match, like you do it in some sort of a stipulation match. You add to it because they've been feuding fucking forever. So you do a ladder match. You have Lee and Swerve retain the belts. Boom, Hobbs fucking kills Starks at ne- ne- next Dynamite. I'm all in on that. So I thought that they should have probably waited because there is no tag teams right now going for the tag team. There's for the tag titles. I, you know, they did that quick thing um, with Nice and fucking I, who was his partner? The guy from ROH. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. With him. Um, they did that really quickly with uh, Mark Sterling. But other than, other than that fucking I, who, who, do you send FTR after them? It looks like FTR is wrapped up in this thing with Wardlow and Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh. Um, yeah. It was cool seeing those six, like those three together, but I don't like that. So what are you, what are you doing with the tag belts right now? That's so tough. Like, I think we've all pretty much, we all assume that like 
once Lee and Swerve won the titles, more than likely next was FTR. But now that they kind of keep branching off FTR, like, I don't know what's next for them. Like, FTR more than likely is going to be probably, from the looks of it, probably defending them against either, like, Lethal and Sanjay, Sanjay and Satnam, fucking whatever the hell kind of tag team match that's going to be. Like, I don't know. Like, they need to come up with something big because it's like you got FTR possibly defending tag titles, but you could have them in the process of getting their fourth set of tag team titles. So it's like, it's a tough one here because you, you can't do, like, you could have done Santana and Ortiz, but Santana's hurt. Like, it's just, I don't know. There's so many different teams you could you could probably do like 2.0 if you wanted to like i was just gonna say do you do magic maddie menard magic magic daddy what's his fucking name (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that's so tough like they have they have a lot of teams but it's like they don't really use a lot of the teams and now i've just kind of like lost like had a massive ass brain fart on what who the hell they have as a tag team anymore to challenge well, them. I don't know what they're going to do with Lee and Swerve right now. I don't even know how I feel like more about the Lee and Swerve win, because now it's just like it was awesome still. I still love it, but it's like, what are we doing with it? Yeah, I marked out hard for it. I thought it would lead to that that last and final encounter with Team Taz, which would have been cool. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what. They're not doing anything. They're going to have a promo on Rampage, which might set up a future feud, and you know, maybe it would be like the uh, the Briscoes or something cool. Like maybe they surprise us with something like that. But like Big Sexy just said in the comments, it's got to be FTR. Like you said, you thought it could be FTR. You mm-hmm. know who's num- You know who's the number one tag team ranked tag team in their rankings? FTR. I don't know how they go about that. I mean, I know how they do. FTR goes in the ring and says, "We're the top guys. We want those belts." It's that simple. It's the face versus face aspect. I don't know if they go that route. But that's the only tag team right now, in my opinion, you know, who who they could fucking challenge. Unless unless they do an Andrade and Roosh thing, which I think would be cool, too. I mean, you have them unless they're still going to be stuck with the trio stuff. But again, they have now they have the three of them. If Dragon Lee stays on AEW with them as a trio... You have all these different things you could do with them, with Andrade and Roosh and Dragon Lee. You have a you have a jumble of tag team, a, a, like of two man tag teams. You have the trio, like they right. have that right. cover there. You can use them easily, but it's like, what else do you do? Like, do you put the titles on? Do you just go with the FTR thing, put the titles on them, and then just FTR faces whoever at this point, like? FTR could face Monty Open if they wanted. That would be I, nuts. I don't want I don't want Swerve and Lee to lose the belts this fast at all. So so I want to keep them together. What about what about this tag team? And and I don't know that they're not, I mean I know that they're not officially together, but Soakley Hathaway is putting together a little faction, it looks like, or handing out business cards. So Lee Moriarty, he's got Ethan Page. I I actually think that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky would have been a perfect tag team to feud with Keith Lee and, and Swerve. That would have been, like, a perfect foil, but apparently they're broken up or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Um, but Lee Moriarty and Ethan Page, potentially, with Stokely. What about them as tag team challengers? Do you think too soon? 
Um, an early card match or no? I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting because, God, AEW, give me more fucking Lee Moriarty, for God's sake. Guy is fantastic. Love him. So him and Ethan Page as a tag team, I'd be kind of interested. Like, you got the big guy, kind of little guy dynamic, but you got, like, the brawler and Ethan Page. You got the the submission, the technical guy and Lee Moriarty. Like, I kind of would be interested in it. But it's like, again, that just feels like another throwaway team. For and, them. It doesn't, like, and, it do, and I was just thinking while I, after I said it while you were talking, doesn't that do nothing for Ethan Page? Like, isn't it just taking him from one tag team with Scorpio Sky to another? Like, isn't he trying to be featured on his own in singles matches? So wouldn't that kind of, like, devalue? I didn't get it at all with Ethan because he left the North, one of the best fucking tag teams ever. He leaves the North to go to AEW to be a singles guy, but then gets put together in a tag team for them to break up to get possibly put back into another tag team. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with Ethan Page. Like, he's just literally stuck in tag team limbo, and I don't get why. Like, the guy can go singles instead of always throwing him into a tag team because you don't know what to do with him. Yeah, Andy can cut a fucking ridiculous promo. But I'm excited about that little stable that it seems that he's building, what Stokely Hathaway is building. Like I said, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty. And then today he came up and he handed a business card to the Ass Boys, the gun club. And Billy was like, get the fuck out of here, man. But that would be interesting to see them get away from Billy, get a little bit more serious, get under his wing. I love factions. It's another faction in AEW. It's a land full of factions, and I'm fine with it. The Attitude Era was full of them. I love the Attitude Era. It was one of my favorite times. So I'm all fucking for the faction warfare. Um, but like Big Sexy just said, the Lucha Brothers, they'd be a good candidate. They're one of the best tag teams in the world. Obviously, um, it looks to me like they got a lot of face tag teams right now, so I don't know how they go about swinging that but but i'm interested the talents there i think they'll be able to figure it out like a brody king and uh buddy matthews challenging swerve and and keith lee i think that'd be fucking nasty that'd be a really cool two-on-two match so there's i thought of a team that you could easily put in there that they would fit in the tag team division it also fit in the trios division you got the embassy there from you got brian cage and yeah. Leone and Khan, you have those three right there. So they can fit your trio. You could fit your tag team. Like, yep. put them in the fucking ring, for God's sake. Dude, I know. They look so good together, too. Uh, I mean, it was kind of funny with Gresham going away in cage with the shirt. And he's like, you know, one here today, gone tomorrow. But those three guys together without Gresham. Gresham's a big little stocky guy. But those three guys, Cage, um, Khan, and Leona, those guys are fucking big guys, too. So they definitely be, be believable um, in a tag team match. So I'm excited to see where that goes. TNT Championship, that's another thing. The Jay Lethal thing, I'm glad. I was very happy that it was just a, a blow-off. I thought that was going to be on Battle of the Belts. Feud continues. I thought it was going to lead into a match with Wardlow and Satnam Singh at All Out, which I was opposed to. Um, I guess I'm just a hater on, on the big guys that can't move that well. Again, I've said it before, Singh looks like he can move a little bit. But it looks like he's just thrown in there because he's a big guy. 
that to me is like Hogan and Andre is what Tony Khan's getting at with Wardlow versus Singh, and I wasn't a fan of that. Now Jay Lethal's demanding a fucking rematch for the fucking belt. I fucking don't like any of this, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on this TNT title situation? Who do you think we're going to see against Wardlow at All Out? Is this going to All Out? Um, what would you think about this? I mean, we're in the same boat here. I I like Jay Lethal. I do. I'm not crazy for this whole pairing here with him and Sanjay and Satnam. Like, Satnam Singh may legitimately be one of the biggest wastes of a signing they have ever done right now because he has legitimately done nothing. He is literally getting paid to do nothing. Like, I... I don't get why they picked him up at all. Seeing Jay Lethal face Wardlow again has about as little interest as it could be. I don't know why, like, I love Wardlow. I really like Jay Lethal, but, like, this is just isn't the way to go. You just had this match, and if Jay lost clean, I didn't see the match at Battle of the Belts. If he lost clean to Wardlow, then there is no reason why Jay Lethal is getting a rematch. It's just no. Jay Lethal Lethal at this point. Like I And he just I lost don't know. Samoa Joe clean. So like I don't even get why he was getting the title shot against Wardlow in the first place. And now he was getting another title shot. What the fuck, man? I I don't get it at all. Like this is kind of the this is the part of Wardlow's title run where everyone's just like Oh God, this is what you got at this point. Like, it's not really that exciting. No, like, it's, a, I, it's, a, I, it's a shame, Justin, because you got guys like Nero, Black, Andrade, just sitting Brian Cage, just sitting mm-hmm. right there for excellent feuds with this guy. And he's got what has he done since he I mean, it's like been quick. He had the one off with pockets, I guess, which was fucking fine. But like this Jay Lethal thing, I don't not good, man. It, it hasn't. And so many people. It's concerning. There's so many people that could challenge him, and they're and they're not even like digging into that bag. They're literally just sticking with the Jay Lethal thing, and it's just it's not doing it. It's not doing anybody any. It's not doing anybody any like services. It's not doing anything to get anybody interested. Like uh, Jay Lethal doesn't. He's not that like interesting to a lot of people. Like the guy's great, but I don't know. He's just he doesn't draw people in to give a shit. So everyone loves Wardlow. Like they want to see more from Wardlow. Like, but not this. This is not it. No, and and I like the one off. I like the Jay Lethal the match with him. Fine, you would do a quick three week feud with him. All right, cool. But I'm not trying mm-hmm. to continue continue this for another four weeks. Like, like, no, not, not at all. And I think this is going to, it's not going to ruin Wardlow, but it's just going to ruin his momentum or stall his momentum a little bit. I did. I'll be honest. I popped hard as fuck when I heard FTR's music come out to go behind Wardlow. And then I was a little upset because they had advertised that FTR was going to be on the show. So I was like, oh, cool. They're going to speak and they're going to say that they want to go for the tag titles. And then it was just like that. And I mean, that was cool. But it would have been cool if they kept in the ring after the next segment and did a quick, like, three-minute promo. But God forbid putting fucking FTR on Dynamite for longer than fucking three minutes. We don't – because we don't do that. But 
But hey, people say that I don't bitch about AEW. I don't know. You can attest to it. I think I've been bitching quite a bit about fucking AEW tonight, even though I hyped the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did too. But again, I, there's stuff that I will go in on. Like, that's it. That's just me. Like, I will give everything, I give everything a fair like criticism i don't just go i love this love this love this love this love this or hate this hate this hate this hate this because to hate it like you get i like it i don't like it i like it i don't like it kind of thing that's it yeah yeah and that's fair that that's what i do with everything that i watch and, and that's how it should be last thing before we get out of here we'll get out of here shortly the women it's the same thing we get fucking thunderstorm i hate thunderstorm i hate that they've been teaming up they fucking drive me crazy i can't stand it um, I hate the name. I hate everything about it. Tony, Tony's like, oh, I'm the number one contender. I'll be, you know, I want to challenge you. Well, like Thunder Rose is like, oh, we'll talk about this later. Like, I mean, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't even know at this point. I first of all, the match between Jade and Madison Rain, in my opinion, wasn't very good, which was disappointing to me. I thought, yeah. I thought the match was pretty damn disappointing, and it wasn't on Madison's end of things, um, which is sad because I do think Jade gets better at times, but. Tonight, in my opinion, was not her best showing. Um, the Thunder Rosa Tony Storm thing, like, fuck, enough's enough. God, no one cares. I mean, I don't care. Maybe you care, but I fucking don't care. Um, adding Britt back into the story made her a little bit more relevant because, like I say, I know I don't think you like her. I know a lot of people don't, but in my opinion, she's the best character work in AEW on the on the on the women's side. So adding her in there does spice it up for me. What do you think is going to happen? What's the title match? You think we're going to get some sort of stipulation match? Again, it's another match. She beat her clean one-on-one. Why would she get a fucking, just a clean rematch? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, I would personally do a triple threat match with with Rosa, Britt, and Storm. It makes it a little fresher. Uh, what, do you, what do you do? See, that's so tough to say, have it be a triple threat, because Britt hasn't been on TV in so long now and she just comes back and they're just going to throw her in a title picture again. Like I haven't been crazy. I don't like Britt Baker to me. She, she's very uninteresting to me. I don't like watching her wrestle. Her matches bore me to death. Like she freaking is bad on a lot of occasions. Like she's very sloppy. She's doesn't sell shit. Like she's just, I, she's hard to watch, and so is Jade. For me, Jade, I've given her fair, to me, fair criticism. I, I watch her matches, and I get ready to criticize because I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm going, okay, I'm waiting for a Jade match that's going to impress me here. And I've literally only had one, and that was the one with Ty Conti. Other than that, I haven't enjoyed a damn match she's had, and I don't know why. It's just she's... None of her matches do it for me. She moves like a robot. She wrestles like she's like her size hinders her. Like she's still off with her timing. I don't know. Brits does the same thing. She's off with her timing. She's very sloppy. She doesn't sell. She always seems like everybody who does that wants to try to do some offense. She has to like stop it because she's got to be the one to get the offense in. And I'm just like, no, there is another freaking person in the ring, Britt. You can let them do something here. Like, I don't like Britt. I really don't. I think she's honestly overrated, and she shows me a lot that she's their golden girl. So when I said, I don't think you like Britt Baker, that was a fucking fair assessment, huh? 
Yeah, big time. Like I like I don't want to see her get back in the title picture, especially since she's been off TV. Like I'll give her the I'll give her props. That tag match they had was great. I enjoyed the hell out of the tag match with her and Jamie versus Thunderstorm. When yeah, that was Brit that was good. Winning. I was disappointed by the the ending of having Britt win. I was like, oh come on, really? Britt had to win that because she's back. Like, stupid. Do you think? Do you think that having and and I I think I think I do. I know that they made the TBS Championship solely for Jade. Um, that was the belt made for her so she could have a title, and they didn't want to put the world title on her. Do you think having two singles women's titles in a division that's not that strong? I mean, I think that the talent's there. I think it can be a very strong division. That's just a division that's not booked very strong. Do you think having two singles titles hinders that division? Yeah, honestly, I think it does because, like, I don't know. A lot of it is Jade's not really facing a lot of – big like big no name talent like she's facing a lot of jobbers and people who have just debuted like she's not facing a lot of big names like most of the time and it's like the women's titles just kind of suffering at the same time you know neither one of them are really getting a lot of recognition right now women's titles just been kind of faded away in the background which really sucks and tbs title just is relegated to rampage and you don't see it unless you're watching rampage which i for one do not i'm not a fan of rampage as a show i think it's kind of weak lackluster like i would rather them in in all honest opinion cut that show cut dark and dark elevation if you want and just put the ROH show on that rampage slot put that like when ROH does finally get to TV it should be on TV not on a streaming service it should be on television just do what freaking Sinclair did didn't do when they had ROH don't have it sitting on a streaming platform have it be on television Okay, and then with that, then we'll get rid of Dynamite. We'll kick the, or not. We'll get rid of Rampage. We'll make that the ROH, ROH Rampage or whatever the fuck you want to do with it. With that, then we will only see people like FTR, Samoa Joe, on that Rampage show. Is that correct? Yeah, while they're on that title, while they have those titles, you can have them on the ROH show. You don't, or even if you want to have them on Dynamite, just to kind of tell you, hey, you should watch the Ring of Honor show. Like, it would be freaking beneficial. You don't have to have Rampage, where it's like the show where it's it's supposed to feel like a third hour of Dynamite, but most of the time it just feels like a dark and dark elevation show. At the same time, like it's just it's not that interesting of a show. Yeah, I think they they book it awkwardly for sure. The no entrances in the beginning is weird, and how they just kind of like jump into it. Um, And then you know they put some pretty lackluster matches on there. The in ring work is still fine, but yeah, no, I get it. The TBS Championship has been relegated to that, and like that's more or less my thing. If they only had one women singles women singles championship, then you'd have like Jade and Athena and Stat and Thunder and Britt and Jamie and Tony. And Ruby all fucking 
feuding and fighting over to try to get one belt. Here you got mm-hmm. like these two, and then like Jade's already literally beaten everybody there is to beat. And that like you know obviously she didn't beat Athena. I think she beat she beat Stat already. I'm fairly certain, but she didn't beat the new Stat. So like we got to redo it. Um, but you correct mm-hmm. me if I'm correct me if I'm wrong. I'm fairly certain she beat Stat really early on. Um, yes. Yeah. But Jade, like Jay's already beaten everybody, and like you know, she already she even beat Rosa in the tournament. Um, granted, there was fucking mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes Martinez interfered and shit. But if there was one women's belt, then you'd have all those women that I just named. They'd be able to fucking build, and the rankings would matter to go towards that belt. And then all these stupid little fucking tag teams that they've been putting together. Like I think the Nyla and fucking Marina Shafir thing's cool, and you know, Thunderstorm would be fine if they had a women's tag titles. Then you know, and you can actually—they got like, you know, they. Everyone says you know they don't have the talent in the division. I think that's wrong. I just don't think they booked the talent well. I think the talent's there, but you have a women's tag titles there, and then you have one women's championship. That's what I think would be better. But it 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 is what it is. I think that it'll end up being a triple threat match. It'll be Rosa, Britt, and Tony at all out, and that's my final prediction. I mean, I could see it. But, like, I don't think it needs to be a triple threat. But then again, it doesn't need to be the singles. Like, I just don't understand why Tony's back in the title picture again. What was the point of her teaming with Thunder this entire time? Like, Britt Brit being put right back in the title picture to me is just, it shows way too much favoritism for her. Shows you that she's the golden girl, and it just doesn't do it for me. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of Britt. You just seen why, like, it's just, I, I, I don't want to see that title put back on her because it's like, it was rough. It was rough. Like, it was like Charlotte levels of rough watching her as champion for me. Like, she's, her and Jade were in the same boat. The matches don't draw me into care. You get one match where I go, okay, great job. Because literally, Britt did the same thing. She had the match with Statlander, and I love that match at all out they had. Britt had that match with Statlander. I love that match. It was great. But after that, it was all just like the same thing over and over. Because to me, every time I've said it, she's inconsistent. And it's the same thing with, with, with Jade. Same thing. All her matches were bad. Then she finally has a good match and then the rest are bad again. And I'm like, she's so inconsistent. That's all it is. And it's just, that's, they fell in that same boat together. And I'm just like, I'm ready for Jade to lose the title because the undefeated Goldberg streak isn't doing it. And I don't want to see Britt winning the title again because it's just, we're going to end up going down the same road again for this. So, so like obviously, you know, I like I like Britt. I think Britt's good. I think her character works great. I think Jade's character character's work is fantastic. Not that great in the ring. You got Athena. You got Stat. I guess Stat's injured. They said, "Who do you do you think any in who do you think does take the belt off Jade when it does happen? Does Athena do anything for you?" And then just so you know, Jade will then go and take the world championship away from Thunder Rosa. So like just I'm when Jade. Sorry. When Jade loses it, then you're going to be even more upset because she's just going to go take the fucking real belt. But who, who do, who do you think takes it from Jade if anybody? Or do you think it's like a, a champion versus champion thing where they're like, it's the TBS versus the the women or the you know the world champion? What do you think? That's so tough. Like, I would love it if it's if it's Athena 
if she takes the title off of Jade, fantastic. Like, so far, they've been avoiding that matchup. And I'm just like, why are we waiting? Why are we keeping them two apart? You've had Athena wanting to face Jade the entire time, and you've yet to have the match. I don't understand. Like, I figured they would have had this by now, and then we could have had the whole decision of, are we going to take the title off her, or are we going to keep it on her? Like, if she beats Athena, I have zero idea who the hell is going to take that title off of Jade. I don't. But I have a wild feeling that when it does, I agree with you with the whole, she is going to go for the world title, she is going to win the world title, and it's going to be another rough title run because... Jade just, I don't know, she just doesn't get better. And that's really shitty. Like, I think she has a fantastic look and I dig the character. Like, but again, she just feels, I've, I've always called her AEW trying to have Bianca Belair, but couldn't get Bianca Belair. So this was their closest way they could get it. But it's like, she's not even on Bianca's level right now. She still needs, you can see how much work she still needs. And it's oh, just, not it even, sucks. Not even, not even no. close to Bianca. No, no. Bianca's on a different no. level than, than most. Yeah. I always, that's what I called her. I always, I've always called her the when I, when she first showed up, I called her dollar store, like dollar store Bianca, because like, again, she has a fantastic look. She looks like she should be a fantastic part of the women's division, but you watch her wrestle and you go, Oh, come on. Where is this? Like, right. you see Bianca, right. she shines like a fucking star. Like, I, I don't know. I want to see, I'm ready for her to lose a title, but it's like, I'm not ready for her to win the world title because unless she's about to blow me away during that whole title run, I am not ready for it. Yeah, man, it's a it's a tough spot. I I, I like them all. I like I, I love Britt. I re, I like Jade. Um, I love Thunder Rosa, but they're all missing something. You know, Jade's missing a little bit in the ring, a lot of it in the ring. Britt's missing a little bit in the ring. Thunder, she's got a great personality, great look. She's great in the ring, but the promo skills just don't connect with the crowd. Um, you know, so they're all they're all missing a little bit of everything. But with time, you know, hopefully it gets better. We'll. We'll see. I think I think a triple threat match. I think the in ring will be really good um, with those three. That's where I think it's going to go. But we're a little over an hour here. We're going to get the show on the road. Dynamite was awesome. I look forward to all out um, rampage this week. I'd recommend watching it, man. Rampage this week is going to be hot. We got Keith Lee on there. We got Beardhausen on there. Your guy. We got Danhausen <laughs> and uh, Eric Redbeard. There you go. Put that fucking curse on. We got Danhausen <laughs> and uh, Eric Redbeard taking on the Ass Boys, um, so that that'll be good. We got Sammy and Ty defending their uh, what is it? Their uh, what the fuck mixed tag team championships? Yeah, yeah, they're mixed tag team champions against championships against fucking or their Triple A mixed tag team championships against Dante Martin and Sky Blue. That'll be good. On Dynamite coming up, you got Daniel Br- or oh, I just JR'd it. We got Brian Danielson uh, <laughs> taking on Daniel Garcia in a two. God, wait for that. I cannot yeah, wait man. for that. In a two out of this three falls match. Hell finally, yeah. Daniel Garcia. Finally, Daniel Garcia has got me amped for him. Like, he, every time people would say something good about Daniel Garcia, I'd go, okay, now let me see if you're right here. 
and I'd watch him and I'd go, nope, don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. But then I watched his Wheeler Yuta match at mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. And I watched the Brian match. And I'm just like, finally, he's hitting his fucking stride here. This is the Daniel Garcia. Now I see what people are fucking saying about Daniel Garcia. Guy is great. So good. And I think that's why I was going to say Daniel Bryan, because I was going to go Daniel Garcia. Then I like mentally was like, that's <laughs> Daniel Bryan. What the fuck? But yeah. Uh, that match is going to fucking bang. And then we got the first match of the trios tournament. We're going to find out who the Young Bucks partner is. Hopefully it's the hangman situation like we booked earlier in the show. If you're just tuning in now, go back and listen to earlier in the show. Me and Justin Slade booking that trios tournament. Justin, thank you so much for coming on. I loved our one-on-one time. I'm glad that we got it. Let's do it again sometime soon. Where can the people oh. find you? You can find me only on Twitter at JustinTime211. <laughs> Want to also follow my brother at Jeremy in time seven two one in time wrestling podcast. We will be coming out with a new episode. Yes, we have missed the past two weeks. But we will be coming out with a new episode this weekend. Hell yeah! I look forward to listening to that man. I love the podcasting brothers of destruction. Justin, thanks again for tuning in. You can find this podcast right here on YouTube, the Wrestling Index Podcast. Also, all audio platforms. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, The Works. Also check out FloorSlapperSports.com. You can find this podcast there, Floor Slapper Sports Podcast, amongst many articles, blogs, lists, rankings, all that good stuff. And if you're a fantasy football fan, check it out. My boy Streets is fucking killing it with fantasy football content right now. So get on that shit, FloorSlapperSports.com. This is the Wrestling Index Podcast. I'm your boy TK. Justin, thank you so much for joining me. I'm out.